The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast. I'm here with Kanye West. Right now, I'm able to talk and be here and, you know, live in L.A. and have a living and be able to get engaged to my girl because I am a successful musician currently. But if I were to write my title, like going through the airport and you have to put down what you do, I would literally write Creative Genius, except for two reasons. It Sometimes it takes too long to write that, and sometimes I spell the word genius wrong. So... <laughs> Check out the debut episode of the Brett Easton Ellis podcast at podcastone.com, where I'm joined by Kanye West. Hey, what's up? It's Kanye. Download it now and experience it for yourself at podcastone.com. The following program is a podcastone.com production. Do you know what this is? It's stimulating, mind-expanding, the in thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. Hi, this is Brandy Glanville. Welcome to my podcast. Are you excited to be here? Because I'm excited that you are here. I have a partner in crime right now. He is better known as the window guy that yells at me with his fingers, Art Webb. Art Webb, say hi. Hi, Brandy. <laughs> Art Webb, say hi in a little bit of a better way. Hello, Brandy Glanville. He tells me he jerks off to his own voice, so it's now a, you know why. It's a joke uh, more than <laughs> anything, but you know, if you really want to get intimate about it, yeah, I do. Oh, you know what? I think we all should do that. There's something to be said for loving yourself and knowing uh, who you are and being happy with yourself before you can even be happy with anybody else. Well, clearly you can't get a date, so you don't have a choice. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, ma- I'm almost married. I'm kidding. Oh, that's good. Guy or girl? It's a girl. <laughs> I, it is kind of ambiguous, huh? It's, it's hard to tell. It is. No, no, it's just the skinny jeans throw me off. Yeah. I just, I'm, you know, I've never weighed over 133 pounds in my entire life, and big baggy jeans don't fit well. They look really weird on me, so I have to. So working. even at birth, you were not even on. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just being an asshole. I came out huge, and I've really slimmed down. All right. It happens to the best of us. All right. So let's get into a little bit of talk. I want to promote. Um, this is something that you guys are all going to kind of be shocked that I'm promoting. I want to promote my ex-husband's movie, Best Man Holiday. It's in theaters now. And go see it, people, because the more money he makes, the bigger my check is. It was funny because I was watching Jimmy Kimmel the other night, and my ex-husband was on as a guest, and he did look quite handsome. I bred well. Don't worry. My kids are very cute. And Jimmy was making a joke. He's like, you know, there's some people on Earth that are just meant to create drama and capitalize on it. And you happen to have married both of them. <laughs> and I just thought that was so amazing. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. But did any, you watch that live? I did. Like in the moment, and did you lose it laughing as it happened? I wasn't. I was. I, you know what I went to do? I went to tweet in, and you can't actually tweet in live. I don't think. Really? Maybe you can't. Can you? I, I guess you could. To be very honest, I knew he was going to be on. I don't usually watch Jimmy, but I because I'm asleep. I tuned in to see what he was going to say about me. <laughs> So vain. I'm very narcissistic like that. Go jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so, uh, what else are we talking about, Art? Well, you know, you're doing this podcast here, and um, you've gotten a lot of reaction on Twitter. I follow this stuff. You know, as your producer, I have to keep my uh, foot in the pool, so to speak, and, and have a grasp on the culture and the climate and how people are responding to this show. And <laughs> boy, there sure is a lot of fucking reaction to this show online. There, people are just so involved in my life. It is crazy. I can't even tell you. 
as you saw on my Twitter, I mean, people are very invested in trying to watch me fail. That's <laughs> polarizing, though. It really is 50% love and 50% fuck you, stupid whore bitch. Yeah, there's you know? no, there is no middle ground. There is no like, oh, let's have a discussion on this. I disagree with you, but I respect your opinion. It's either I hate you, you stupid, you know, C word, <laughs> or, or I'm such a fan. I loved your book. Like, it, it, there's, it, it's, there's no middle ground, and it's very odd. But the people who are fans of yours really are enjoying the podcast. I think it's been a just overwhelmingly positive reaction from everybody out there in the Twitter sphere. Is that the word Twitter sphere? Twitter sphere. I, you know, it's all the scorn women in the world. We all have to stick together, and it really is that. Like I am the face and now the voice of scorn women everywhere, and I am telling people and men especially to fuck off one at a time, and they are enjoying it. You tell me to fuck off all you want. <laughs> I'm still going to keep coming back. I won't say that to you, Art Web. I want to know, you know, I bet this is something that a lot of your fans are curious about. You go through this every day, every day, day in, day out of your life. For them, they can turn this off. They can go back to their life and they're not involved with what's going on with Brandy Glanville 24 hours a day of their life. You can't do that. Oh, you yes, I can. Do, well, you can. Okay. How can you do? I mean, I, what I was getting at was how do you deal with such scorn and, and negativity without just wanting to disappear. You know, I think it's interesting. Um, I, I can't. I can walk away from it like they can. Most of them actually can't, and I can. You know, I do go a little dark sometimes. That's a good point, actually. They, they, it's an yeah. addiction for a lot They're, of them. Yeah, most of them are on it 24-7. And when I have the kids, you'll see I might tweet three times a day. When I don't have the kids, I am blowing up Twitter and fighting with everyone. I have a life outside of Twitter, and that's how I can walk away and not get too invested into the anger and the love and the craziness. But I'm not going to say it doesn't affect me to an extent, because of course it does. We all have emotional day. Days. I mean, there's days that you have a cycle. You're a woman. I'm sure there are days that are far more emotional than our it's others. It's the last day of my cycle, Art. Come on. <laughs> oh, Give me it, a break. Is it really? It really is. I, God damn, I'm good. I know. Um, but you have to, you know, you have to at times just read one certain thing that will just cut you in such a way that none of the other stuff does. I can deal with things like that. People criticizing me. I have no problem. But every once in a while, there will be something that somebody says that just for some reason or another resonates in such a way that it genuinely does cut deep they, they touch on a sore spot i mean there's definitely i'm lucky in that i have a thick skin i went through this twitter craziness years and years ago when twitter first started with all these country music fans tearing me apart and i was so invested and so upset and i had people making fake twitter accounts just to make fun of me and it was it was honestly it was i i, I was obsessed and, and there's a lot of celebrities that will engage with, with these fans, these trolls, or whatever you want to call them, and, and get into pissing matches with them over their egos. And that, to me, is mind-blowing because you're feeding into some person that you don't even know that is probably just trying to say things to get a response from you. You know, the Dr. Will Kirby that was just on this podcast got into a giant Twitter war with Seth Rogen. Oh, and wow. Really? I know. And I'm like, I'm reading this going back and forth going, oh, they're friends? Like, they know each other? No. He was like, dear Seth Rogen, I just want my $4 back for this movie. And then it turned into this giant war. And I'm thinking, oh, are they friends? Are they not? Like, why put the effort in if you're Seth Rogen? Right. Yeah. I think it is Seth Rogen. I'll double check with Alec. But we were looking at it going, 
Oh, I, I guess they're friends. This is so weird because I just started following Will when he came on the podcast. I didn't know him before that. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, do it. There was, um, oh, it was Jonah Hill. It was either Jonah Hill or Seth Rogen, but it was, it was a pretty, pretty intense, <laughs> uh, Twitter word. I'm thinking, why is this famous guy wasting his energy on a dermatologist that just, you know, had one opinion? Like people are not always going to love you. And in fact, people like to tear you down and like to see you fall more than they like to see you succeed. And that's a really sad thing in this world, but that is misery loves company. And that's the world we're living in. Yeah, it's Seth Rogen. You're right. It's Seth Rogen, right? Wow, it was this is crazy. insane, actually. Holy shit. I know. I told you. I, I was watching it go down thinking they knew each other. And it was all because of some oh. stupid tweet. And, and see, Seth Rogen, again, here he is. He's getting involved and engaging in something that really is not involved with him personally. What's up? Who the fuck is this at Dr. Will Kirby guy, and why is he such a fucking moron? I mean... <laughs> what positive energy are you putting in the world by acknowledging the negativity well, and feeding into? I don't get it. it he gave uh, that doctor a bunch of more followers, I'll tell you that. And I'm such a Seth Rogen fan. I was just... I thought it was a fake him. I actually went and I, I Googled. I didn't know at the time. Now I, I don't I have a bad memory but i googled i gotta it was, get will kirby back in here i know i was gonna get Rogen. them on together let's bring <gasps> oh them my. both in and let's do this not on twitter and let's see the difference between what people say when they're it, on twitter right when they're in front of each other let's see how fearless you are now bitches enough of this passive aggressive bullshit your your thing your thesis that social media is ruining uh romance and our lives yes i agree with you 110 percent. and then we'll bring john zarian just to make sure in case it does get physical because seth is a big guy so is will i don't want there to be any physical altercations it could get interesting see Seth Rogen here I mean these tweets are ridiculous at Dr. Will Kirby don't try to play nice the gloves are off I'm contacting the dermatology board and getting your certification revoked I don't see I don't know either one of them I mean, this is my first meeting with Dr. Will so I really thought they were joking with each other I really did and then the next tweet above is like you and Dr. Kirby yeah I, I, I was like oh my gosh what is happening well, who did I piss off I'm like people hide behind their Twitter accounts they hide behind their eggs they hide behind their computer screens and they have all the balls in the world come and see me face-to-face. And so this is the angry tweet of the week that I got. So we're going to do this thing. We're going to call it the angry tweet of the week. It's so, hard to say it. Say tweet of the week. Angry tweet of the week. It's oh. it's the E-E <laughs> in the angry tweet of the okay, week. Okay, well, it's shut up. W- Hold on. Okay. <laughs> you're bothering me because you're right. <laughs> so anyway, the angry tweet of the week. Now, this is basically you're, you're looking at tweets that people are sending to you that are vile and terrible, and you're, you're finding the worst one, and you're going to share it. Yes. I like this. This is good. I think yeah. this is a very good thing. I think, you know, I might as well just spread the hate. Well, it's taking <laughs> and, and turning it into something funny and laughing at it because that's really what it is. At the yeah, end of the day. because these people, I mean, if you have the time to invest in doing this, you need to get a fucking life. All right. So it is at Brandy Glanville. Who on earth would give you a podcast, you illiterate drunk bitch? <laughs> wow. Aggressive. I would. I'd give you a podcast. Oh, you did. You would have to say that. You and Norm Paddett. Norm's the man. And he, you know what? Norm has been doing radio syndication. He's the guy that invented national radio syndication. He's the John Lennon of national radio syndication. And if he thinks you can do a podcast, then God damn it, you can do a podcast. Fucking he's gangster. He has Laker floor seats. So this angry person can fuck off. We got Norm Pattis. When I say fuck off, I'll say fuck off or block you. But I really don't hate anyone except for maybe child molesters and, and rapists. Like, like actual bad people. Evil. Yeah. Pure evil for the sake of just hurting people. And you don't engage. You don't get involved like Seth Rogen and, and Will Kirby here with these people because what is what's gonna come? I out? have nothing I have nothing to win in that in that 
battle because actually Seth Rogen had asked me in the past to do a little thing on some show or a movie that he was doing and it didn't work out that I could do it. But he's a big Housewives fan and he wanted me to yell at him and I was happy to do it. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm not taking sides on this. I still want my job. I am going to do everything I can to line up Will Kirby and Seth Rogen to come into this studio and, and hash it out like men, you yeah. know, not like like twatters boys, not like twatters, you know, just passing notes back and forth in class. Let's sit down and have a discussion and show how things can be done. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it the right way. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to change the world. Randy, you have an amazing show today. Oh, thank These you. These guests that you have coming in. Oh, <laughs> So far, it's going great. We're having a blast here. But I'm just looking at who's about to come in here. And this John Azarian, he's crazy. He's gangster. I don't know whether to believe any word he says because I can't tell if he's very... Oh, this guy's interesting. No, I believe him. I mean, I don't think he can go on E and all of these shows that he goes on and lie about the shit and not get sued. I believe him. That's absolutely true. Oh, I have some major questions to ask that guy. Apparently, well, I don't want to ruin it, but I'm going to put him on the spot. Yeah, and then there's a very pretty Asian woman out there with a very nice rack, too, that I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, you're such a perv. Hey, you know what? I'm a guy. I know. And I'm honest, and I don't uh, hide or lie, because why? why? Do you cheat that? on your wife? Are you soon-to-be wife? Good Lord, no. You promise? Oh, yes. All this right. is the, we, Maybe one day we'll get into It's kind of a long story, but uh, she's the most amazing person on the face of the planet, and I would never, ever do anything to harm that woman. Oh, wait. Now I want to make out with her. All right. So who else? We have Christine Chu, who, by the way, brought me a gift from Hermes. Hermes? Yeah. There's a Hermes That's, that's, that's Hermes in English, right? <laughs> it's herpes in ah. LA. No, I'm kidding. That's horrible. I'm Hermes, I love you. Let's not put you down. So I'm a guy, you know. Yeah. I, I, that's high dollar like No, it's it's stupid dollar. It's like um all right, you think Gucci, think three levels up. Because Gucci's expensive. It's expensive. Hermes, a purse is thirteen thousand dollars for shit. their low level purse. For the bottom, like the bottom rung size? And she brought you a bag from Hermes? I'm just saying. She did. Wow. A, a bag, an orange bag, not like a purse no, bag. No, but there's something, there's, there's a gift. Some, that there's something purchased. in it, yes. She's beautiful. She's married to, to a plastic surgeon? Yes, yeah, she's married to Dr. Chu. You could, I mean, she's Gabriel beautiful. Chu. And, yeah, she's stunning. She's, I mean, she's not going to need plastic surgery. I'm going to kind of pick her brain on what she's had done, what's going on, what's the new thing that everyone's asking for. There's always something new. And it, it blows my mind that people are so, <laughs> I'm one of them, but we're so, we, we really have body dysmorphia in this town to an extent because I don't see a lot of fat people walking around. Uh, Beverly Hills is the fucking circus, and I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is the circus here. It is that there in Miami, I will tell you, the most plastic and beautiful and thin and crazy looking people I've ever seen. In Miami? Yep. I've never been to Miami. Well, you should take a look. If you like Beverly Hills, it's just about the same. All right, I've had enough of me. We should get to John Azaria. <laughs> All right, let's bring that homie in. This is Brandy Glanville, unfiltered on Podcast One. We'll be right back with John Azarian, Secret Agent Man. Brandy Glanville Unfiltered will return in a minute. You've probably tried Hulu.com. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. 
Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit shows and movies in your living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite TV shows like New Girl, Once Upon a Time, Dancing with the Stars, and Scandal. Watch every episode of shows like The Good Wife, Law & Order, Desperate Housewives, and Grey's Anatomy. You can also check out exclusive content including Hulu originals like The Wrong Mans and Behind the Mask, Hulu's new docuseries that takes you inside the world of sports mascots. You can also get access to a collection of ad-free movies and kids' content for only $7.99 a month. Catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites, or catch a great movie. Stream as many movies and TV shows as you want, wherever you want, whenever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Brandy. That's a special offer for my new listeners. Make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash Brandy so you get the extended free trial and they know who sent you. Go to HuluPlus.com slash Brandy right now for your extended two-week trial. You're listening to Brandy Glanville, unfiltered. 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 Welcome back to Podcast One, Brandy Glanville, unfiltered. I am here with the super uber famous number one detective in the world. His name is John Nazarian. I'll let him tell you a little about himself. Brandy, thanks so much <laughs> for having me on. You're, that was a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. But, you know, my background, as many of you know, before, I've, I obviously I've been a private eye and security provider for over 21 years. But, you know, I, I broke my teeth as a embalmer. I did embalming for three years. I was in sales for two, so I knew how to put them away back then. Um, I'm one of the few, uh, I think I'm the only private eye in the United States today who's been a prison guard, a deputy sheriff, as well as a police detective. And people ask me why, and I say, well, you know, I have a short attention span. Then they always ask me, how did you become a private investigator? And I say, well, I tried underwear modeling. It didn't work. <laughs> so this so is basically, you're a mur- you've murdered people. No, no. We, I, I murder them with kindness, but okay. we will never cross that line in the course of our work. Um, somehow or other, through how it happened, I don't know, but we've been considered, I've been granted the title of a Hollywood fixer, whatever that means. Uh, yeah, it's for people that fuck up all the time. You have to make it better. Yeah, well, you know, see, the idea is that if your ass is on fire, I'm the fire truck. Nice. I did hear that you murdered an animal. <laughs> I, I un- Unfortunately, while I was a officer with the California Department of Corrections, otherwise known as a prison guard, I did. I shot a dog that attacked me at Riverside General Hospital, and we talked about that. In the lobby downstairs, the lobby we did. Downstairs. I gave you a hard time. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, you're an animal murderer. But that's okay. I mean, but Well, I had a choice. I couldn't see this dog chewing on my leg. I was right. concerned about that. And, uh, you know, anyway, so I'm here on podcast one. Right. Well, I have a dog you should meet. His name is Buddy, and he's a complete asshole, and he might need a little, sh- at least shaking. Not uh, murdering, but well, shaking. Whenever you have a dog named Buddy, and if it happens to be a chihuahua, you can expect it to be a little bit uh, grumpy. He's an asshole. So, John, tell me, now, you work for some of the biggest celebrities in town. How do How is it that you can come out and be on TV and do radio shows and still get the work from the people that you get the work from? I don't discuss private cases. I don't discuss any of my celebrity clients unless it's already a public news. And if they want to comment, I'll make an appropriate comment. But 90% of the, what we talk about in the media and so forth has nothing whatsoever to do with my clients. 
I'm the only private detective in the U.S. who has worked for one former U.S. president, which is be named nameless. That's public. Reagan. I've worked for three governors. <laughs> I'm just guessing, people. <laughs> I've, I've worked for three former governors, and I currently work Arnold. for numerous heads of state. Wow. And uh, we keep a lot of that stuff under wraps. And yeah, it makes great fodder. But you know what? You look at what we've said. My website gets over 1.5 million readers a month. DesperateXs.com. Get a plug in there. And right. we don't discuss anything other than what we want to discuss. And when we do discuss something, Brandy, there's a reason behind it. Are you calling me a desperate X? <laughs> Not yet, sweetheart. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, I actually wish I would have known you a few years back. I, I was I was in a marriage and my husband was cheating and I, I thought about having him follow. Every man will cheat would, if given the opportunity. I agree with you. What about what you said you're gay? Well, Nice. Thanks a lot for having me on, on national <laughs> television. I happen to I happen to be a, I happen to be gay, and I've been gay since I was a child. You're like a macho gay fucker. Yeah. Well, in high school, I had a boyfriend and a girlfriend. The only thing I did wrong was I they were brother and sister. I think I might change that, but the rest of it was pretty good. I mean, you're a tough guy. I mean, most of my gay friends are like, "Hey, yeah. <laughs> this is fabulous. You're pretty tough." I was I was chosen back in the late '70s to be one of the first openly gay police officers in the United States, and at that time it was done by Richard Hunt. Gisto, who would become uh, the former, he's a former sheriff of San Francisco and the former director of corrections of New York. And the reason why I was chosen was I didn't fit the stereotypical image of what a gay male looked like. Well, I mean, you're and very, se- you're very sexy. Enough. Let's just put it that way. We all know I, that. I, I really, you know what? And for those of you who can't see me, I am sexy, and I and I like to thank you so much, Brad. It's a nice compliment. Well, you told I, me you were sexy. And I'm just I, going with it. <laughs> I, I I happen to be a parent of three boys who I adopted, and I have four grandchildren. And it's true. I my sexual orientation. I've always, I guess I've always been bisexual. You can say that because, you know, I've always felt if I couldn't get it for free, I'd buy it. Oh, well, that's amazing. I'm bisexual in the other way, as in I saw, you know, I gave men a chance for a long time and they really have all disappointed me. So I did try out the lady pawn for a while and it just, I don't know, I think I miss cock. <laughs> You're so, I, you've, have you ever cock. been with a woman? No, no, I was. Yeah, I had no. I said to you in high school, I had a, I had a girlfriend, and I, had, and I had a boyfriend, and um, I, I was happy either way. I mean, quite frankly, I've, I've, I've pretty much lived the opinion: if it felt good, go ahead and do it. You know, oh. and God knows it's, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a good run. Let me put it that way. So, but you, you know, I mean. You were born gay in your head. You, it wasn't a choice. Yes, no, I absolutely. agree with you. I, I was making the choice just to see if it was fun. But I, I had, like, when I was in the Navy, I had, I was, I had, again, I had girlfriends and I had male companions, too, when I was in the military. And that was before it was popular. Now to say, you know, don't say, don't talk, whatever that silly slogan is. But, you know, it, it is what I is. And it does, it's fascinating because of what I do for a living. Um, I've been referred to also as the king of divorce. Um, I'm probably uh, I've dealt with more women in the course of uh, their their divorcing of their marriages and, and they're getting rid of the what we call putting out the trash <laughs> than um, than most people would believe. And I never been married, but now, I know what the feeling is. Believe me. Is it true that you served Adrian Maloof with her divorce papers? Adrian Maloof, yes. And <laughs> I remember the first time I saw her, she came walking down this. She, I, I was at her mansion. 
And she came down the staircase like Loretta Young and just looked great and accepted the papers and turned. She looked great. Are we we being 100% honest here? She looked great. The lighting was good. Okay. And, um, And she turned very militarily and walked away from me. And now, whenever I see her in court, I, I've, I've, of course, this is all public. I've worked for her husband, Dr. Nassif. And um, when I see her in court, she hugs me. I'll uh, tell you why that is. Because you're famous now. You're on TV. Everyone knows who you are. You have a following. And she follows fame. She was an asshole to you when she didn't know who you were. Now she knows who you are. Would you happen to agree with me on that? I, I don't know. You probably know her better than I do. But the point is that when you serve someone divorce papers, this isn't like getting a Valentine's card or a ticket to the Macy's Day Parade. Um, and we always try to do it in a way that's acceptable and, and reasonable. But these are not happy times. And uh, for women, like I said, most of my clients tend to be female. We've had several male clients. And um, it's tough. And like I said to you outside before we go went on the air here. Men are whores by nature. Women are not. You know, you're right. And you also said homosexual men are more, what, what's the word you use? Oh, no. The, the thing with the gay community wanting to be married. equal and married and have the same rights as straight couples. Congratulations, folks. You got it. <laughs> now yeah. you can deal with divorce lawyers. Now you can deal with giving you, how about this? You have two cars. No more. You're going to give one to your partner and you're going to get one. So if you thought this whole idea of getting acceptance, you know what? I, I didn't need that. And the other problem, you're right. I've always found the members of the gay community tend to be a bit promiscuous. You know, that might be a piece of ass that you want to keep around for the next seven months or a year. But there's going to be another cuter, younger. It's like being a hairstylist. But if you grow old as a hairstylist, who the hell wants you? The straight community is the same. We're just not open with it. I'm, every man Absolutely. I know cheats. And a lot of women I know cheat. And I just feel like gay men will talk about it and say, oh, yeah, you know, I hate that. And let's that, not just pick that. on gay men. Let's talk about some lesbians here. I mean, look at uh, what Ellen DeGeneres. How many partners has she had? Uh, she's, you know, when you're on TV, it doesn't matter what you look like. You're getting action. Well, I'm hoping that works. I, I, I have a feeling <laughs> it is. You're a sexy motherfucker. Uh, yeah, but yeah. so why would Paul need to hire a private eye to serve divorce papers? Isn't that just something I, that... We, we serve... A, a, a normal process server gets like 100 bucks to serve papers. Our minimum fee for serving papers is 3000 And we have the record, I think, of being... Uh, uh, our most expensive service is $42,000. Wow. To serve papers. And we are busy day and night serving papers because people don't just want the papers served. They want them done right, and they don't want no mistakes. And that's what we get paid the big bucks to do. So what you're saying is you're rich. And we're all registered process servers. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'll tell you what. No, I'm not rich. But all I tell people is this. I just want to make enough money to keep gas in my Rolls Royce and my Bentley. <laughs> Touche, touche. But you, take, you must be doing pretty well. I mean, no, obviously, Brandy. I didn't take I didn't take any vows of poverty when I took on this position. And like I said, I tried underwear modeling. It didn't do shit for me. This has really worked well. We're we're going into our twenty second year, and uh, thank God it's worked. But as you said, when I said you're on TV, you're well known. People know your face now. You and I wouldn't hire you because I would be, be worried that my ex husband or my husband would see you and think yeah. he was being well, followed. But you said you don't actually do like the layman's part of it. I'm the brains behind the operation, and I will always be somewhere in the background. But we have handled major cases for major heads of networks, heads of state, and no one ever knows they've been zapped until after the fact. And there's a reason for that. Like I tell people, if you're rich and famous and you're having a bad day, it might be because of Nazarian. 
<laughs> what is your last name? What's your heritage? Well, my heritage is interesting. I have an Armenian surname, but I was adopted as an infant. So quite frankly, people say to me often, well, you don't look Armenian. Because it's well, the IAN. Well, my, my, my immediate response when I get, you don't look Armenian, is that I don't smell like one either. So <laughs> I, I don't know what exactly that means. That's like uh, a couple of buddies of mine who are black. but they and, and he's even said to me, well, people go, well, gee, you don't look like you're black. Well, he says, what do you want me to do, break out in tap dancing or what? Or show you my cock? Or what, exactly. We're right. talking about that. There was yeah. a reason why we were talking about a group of sluts that have a tendency <laughs> to enjoy the company of black entertainers and black athletes. And we thought about that. We said it might be because of the level or the size of their junk. Um, you know, well, I've uh, dated a couple of uh-oh. black actors and black uh-oh. athletes. So, uh, wanting, <laughs> wanting, wanting. I will tell you, uh, the stereotype is true. So let's just put it out there. It is can, what it is. Well, Brandy, can you expound on that a little bit? Uh, you know, no. I get now. Now I'm getting embarrassed. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I I've dated an NBA player, another actor, and I'm telling you, it's a whole nother level. I remember. Of sexy. I remember telling a couple of my buddies down at the courthouse. Uh, they're they're deputies, and they happen to be African American. And they, they know about the fact that I was adopted. And I said, I don't know who my parents are. I said, you know, I, I, was, I, I came into this world, obviously with a mother, but I never knew who my mother was or my father. And quite frankly, I didn't care. And I said to him, I said, I could be black. He says, well, let's just drop your pants and look. <laughs> and um, I decided not to do that. Right. Until later in life when you no, realize you were gay. There's a, okay. a time. But even then, though, I'm a, I'm a conservative individual. And are you right now in a relationship? You know what? I like relationships. For me right now, the relationships that work the best are the ones that last about 45 minutes. So if I really feel expanding, I'll go 90 minutes. Right. And those work for me. So you're I'm, at the Abbey a lot. I have, I, have, I have three wonderful boys. I have four grandchildren. And I, my sons have wives. And my life evolves around my family. What I do socially or in between all that is something different. But no, I don't need... I realized this early on. I don't need to have a relationship. I can be certainly miserable by myself. But do you think because of what you do, maybe that's jaded your outlook on the possibility of there no, no, being no, look, a folks, monogamous look, relationship? If you're, 18, if you're 18 to 21, I'm very interested. After that, quite frankly, people say, why do you like such young people? Because I'm not interested in conversation. Don't You don't miss like a little snuggling? You're not a snuggler. Oh, no, I do. I snuggle with Charlie. I have a, I have a black, I have a black uh, Doberman Pinscher. And Charlie and I snuggle almost every night. Unconditional love, animal Absolutely. love. Absolutely. Did you tell him that you murdered one of his kind? No, we don't talk about that. <laughs> you might want to keep that on the DL. No, no, we keep we keep Charlie totally in the dark. So, who are you stalking right now? We have uh, we've we've actually got several cases going on right now, but I can't discuss those with you, Brandy. As we said earlier, I am well known and I am famous for what I do, but we don't discuss. We don't give up information. The only time we will ever talk about a case. If it shows up in some media and then we're and then the, we're, we 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 are requested to discuss what's going on and we do that very cautiously. Yeah, I saw your special on E, and I was actually shocked that you were. Na- I mean, talk you weren't naming names. No, of course they not. They were naming names, and I'm like, wow, they this naming, guy they were naming, isn't going to work anymore. They were naming names, and believe me, after 21 years, I have as much work as I can possibly deal with. E Entertainment had their own thing, but we never discussed anything possible as far as clients. The only thing I did say is that I've been. Considered one of the best Hollywood fixers in Hollywood since Anthony Pellicano. All right. Well, 
John, thank you so much for coming. Um, Brandy, you're here. thank you. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> you thank me later. No, Give I'm me gonna, some free PI I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be looking forward to seeing these basketball players now, even more so after you're sharing with me. I will, I will. I'll text you later, and you can look them up. You can Google them, and then <laughs> we'll let you uh, figure it's that like, one out. It's like one of your other friends said that uh, he's a butt man. I'm, every, every time someone bends over, now I'll be thinking about that. Well, I mean, you're a butt man, clearly. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Always fun. Come back and join us on podcast one anytime i will thank you so much for having me thank you for coming (laughs) even though you didn't really come jesus brandy glanville unfiltered will be back in a minute Hey, everybody, it's Kathy Lee Gifford. I want you to join me on my latest episode, please, of Kathy Lee and Company. I have the extraordinary and never boring Mr. Glenn Beck with me this week. Glenn, what am I going to learn about you that I don't oh, think no, I, I mean, What do I not know about you that I I'm going to learn? No, but it's not going to be boring. <laughs> no. It will not be boring. Is that the worst thing you can be in anything? <laughs> it is. Boring. Don't it be is. boring. It is. So he won't be boring. So download me at podcastone.com or iTunes, Kathy Lee and Company. Available now at podcastone.com. You're listening to Brandy Glanville, unfiltered. 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 Welcome back to Brandy Glanville, unfiltered on Podcast One. I'm sitting here with the very beautiful Christine Chu, and she has a very beautiful Hermes. Is what is it? Croc. Croc bag. Oh yes. my god! It's Welcome my- to. She's rich. <laughs> it's my little pet. <laughs> Clearly, you don't have real pets. And we have a zoo in my closet. So. Oh, my God. You're such an asshole. <laughs> I'm an asshole I'm very jealous of. But, you know, I take better care of them than, you know, the wild woods. So and well. <laughs> my closet is temperature controlled, so they're resting in peace. Yeah, you're a croc murderer. <laughs> I've, I've been giving everyone hell about murdering animals today because it's just not right. This no. was this croc actually volunteered to die. Oh, right. Well, I would for volunteer for, yes, for air maze. If I was a croc, I'd be like, take me, take me. It's it's an honor. All right. Now, your husband is Dr. Gabriel Chu, and he is one of the top Beverly Hills plastic surgeons. Absolutely. He keeps ugly folks pretty <laughs> and pretty keeps- folks prettier and, and gorgeous people like yourself maintaining their you know, beauty. Oh, well, thank you. I'm going to have to see him. You know, it's funny. We were talking and he's kind of under the radar because a lot of these doctors are self-promoting. And given the size of your diamond ring and your Hermes bag and where you live, he's clearly very successful. But you got, I don't hear much about him. He loves what he does. This is his pet project and he does it out of passion. I know it sounds really cliche. No, I'm I passionate mean, about it. <laughs> he like, he wakes up to plastic surgery at night. He dreams about liposuction. I hope he's not dreaming about tits to be honest, but he's dreaming about taking care of patients. You have boobs. You have little boobs. And oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are mentor, baby. I don't, I, I don't know what mine are. We're branded here. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> I'm guessing Allergan. Just guessing. Allergan? Okay. I Makers of Botox. Can't yes. go wrong. Right? <laughs> they should so, be advertisers. I know, right? Get in here, people. Um, so you are very, very pretty. And do you, do you feel you. the pressure from him to stay beautiful? Are you in his office every day saying, wait, look at that wrinkle. Look at this wrinkle. What can I do about it? You know, it's funny because I'm extremely needle phobic. So I like faint at the sight of needles to get my fix of Botox and Dysport. I actually have to be put under. So they call in pediatric anesthesiologists, put me fully under, and then he pricks my forehead. 
And what does he do at night to your vagina? Well, that will maintain in our bedroom. No, I, I, you said prick, prick, so I was just hoping it was more than just that. Plumping up my vagina? No, no, no. <laughs> we went filling up your vagina box. in like less than 30 seconds. You know what? It happens with me all the time. I have to apologize. What is the number one most requested thing right now? What are people freaking out about now? People want to be skinny. I don't know if it's because they're hitting the buffet lines and like droids or I don't know what it is. They, they want to look thin like Brandy Glanville. It's the Glanville effect. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I've caused this for everyone. No, I feel like when I meet a lot of these actors and actresses on, you know, from TV, they're tiny. I mean, they're half of me and I'm thin, but they are super like you're, you're very small, much smaller than I am. Well, I'm just like short, but you're thin and toned and that's what everyone wants to be. And you also have the most prized um, possession right now, which is the hole between your legs. Wait, no, not that <laughs> hole. Not that hole. The other, the hole between your thighs. Why, let's it's go back to the first one you said. <laughs> it is a very prized possession. Oh yeah, absolutely. You have to keep that locked up for a good day. But um, yeah, the the hole between your thighs. So the space. The, the space. space. Okay. The space. Thank you. <laughs> You're, we're just in the gutter. We're staying there. So people come in wanting to have that thigh gap. Oh, thigh gap. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. I mean, everyone listening right now, if you're sitting down and your thighs, your inner thighs are like pushing against each other and you have a lot of sweat there and you're developing a rash, you need to call Dr. Chu ASAP. Well, if you have a rash, let's hope it's not from something else. <laughs> and Dr. Will Kirby, I guess. <laughs> right. No. Um, what about, this is my issue and I've had this issue for a while now, ever since I've had children, armpit labia vagina oh we're we're at the vagina talk yes again, again it, we go we're going straight back <laughs> i have hour. like a, I have three vaginas two are under my arms well first of all um it's not hereditary <laughs> <laughs> it just happens it happens with age oh. shit goes down i mean it's just they hang and can I mean, we fix it it's my question there's a fix for everything and i would say liposuction is probably your best bet but there's no um, fat it's just skin i know but if you suck out some of the skin then you're i mean the fat then your skin will the tightness Tighten? of your skin mm-hmm. Ugh. I mean, but this it, all I mean, just... it looks amazing. <laughs> you like my arm vagina? <laughs> and I'm sure men love seeing extra vaginas. So <laughs> you're doing everyone a favor. That's why I'm dating so often. <laughs> it's the tank top. Speaking of dating, I'm so curious as to what kind of men you go for. I like redheaded Jewish men. Who happen to also be talent agents? My talent agent specifically. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have a type. I um, I'm all over the board. You know, I've dated. I've never dated an Asian man, but I've dated black, white, Hispanic, everything. I'm kind of like a Benetton ad dater. Okay, and what what really floats your boat in the bedroom? In the bedroom, who? <laughs> um, I love lingerie. Like I'm a lingerie. Like connoisseur, Agent Provocateur is my favorite. Uh huh. Um, and I love. I'm a little performer. Okay, it, you don't want your man to perform though. Hell no. <laughs> no dancing. Okay, for, okay. First of all, men should not get Botox. This is my personal opinion. Okay. No Botox for men. It's uh-huh. super creepy. I feel like they start to look waxy. I like when girls have a little like Botox and they have a little lip and a, yeah. some, you know cleavage, but men should not do it. Please don't wear tidy whities I'm a boxer brief girl. Uh-huh. And don't da- don't dance for me naked. <laughs> I can't. And no you don't dick- need to see things swing. No, and no dick pics. 
What? Oh, mm. no. I think those only happen with politicians. And unless you're dating a politician, you're not going to see a dick pic, right? Well, I'm safe on that, on that <laughs> side then. No, guys do. They think that it's going to like turn you on and you're like, ew, save it for like real life. Save it for when the lights are out. <laughs> I know. I just, it's something I'm not excited about at all. Now, what about six packs or 12 packs or like 24 packs? Um, you know, I'm not, I don't care. I'm not really into, I'm more of a personality kind of person. Um, I dated a 52 year old with a belly and back hair at one point. Oh my. But he was so smart and so funny and he did have a plane. So that helped. (laughs) Um, but no, I just, if you can stimulate me and intellectually as well as the other way. Okay. I mean, like stimulation and, and be funny. If you can make me laugh, I'll probably just be in love forever. So, so you want a comedian who has a plane, <laughs> maybe just a touch of hair, right. keeps his dong in his pants. Right. Okay. Well, he could not, not around me, just but around in general, eyes. around other women, especially. Okay. Um, who do you have for me? I have a lot of folks. I think you should try European. Have you tried Europeans? I've dated Italian men and okay. one French guy. Okay. Okay. We need someone who's like a global jet setter. I have someone. He's in his 50s, loves gorgeous women like you, but finds most of them boring. Um, they're not stimulating him, which I'm sure will not be a problem for you. What about chill? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a package deal. I have children, small children, six and, and ten. cute kids. They're very cute. Yes, thank I you. Mean, obviously, if they were ugly, then you'd get nowhere. I would just give them away. I would <laughs> give them away. Somebody could adopt them. I'm kidding. I'm, Fully joking, but Jake, my six-year-old, I can't even take it. But it's part of being six, right? I, oh, I, I don't remember that with system. Mason. No, it's, it's I think six than like when he's twenty-four. I think it's little brother syndrome because uh, he gets beat up all day long, so he has to be tougher than the other one. Mm. But the fits that this kid can throw, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't. I feel like I'm a referee instead of a mom. Should we get him a girlfriend? Oh, he has five. Oh, really? One's in fifth grade. Oh, ooh. I know. He's, uh, trust me, you. He's got it. He would it have out. you. He's his daddy. His daddy has these dimples. He is that exact man. Oh. Very charming, very handsome. And you ladies just love him. Well, you've got yeah. great genes. Maybe you should reproduce more. Oh, no way. That's it's your that, turn. Bottle those genes up and start selling them. Hell no. What about you? When are you going to pop out a baby? Hopefully later tonight. I'll work on it. <laughs> Do you want to have children, or are you just collecting Birkins? Oh, I love kids. I absolutely love kids. I know it doesn't look like it because it looks like I love myself, but I do. <laughs> no, it's good to love yourself also, but you didn't actually answer my question. Which which I said, do you want question? to have kids? Oh. You said, I love them. Oh, I um, you know, the squeezing a watermelon out of a lemon hole does intimidate me a little bit, but... I've figured out that I'm going to have a planned C-section, and then my husband will reuse the scars in a jiffy and give me a tummy tuck. Oh, wow. So, in fact, I'll come out hotter Yeah, kids. I, mean, that's, I think that's a lot of women do that. Yeah. So, I mean, head. when are we doing this? Because I need to be at the baby shower. <laughs> I, you gave me an air maze gift, so I'm feeling like the baby shower gifts are going to be amazing. Well, actually, we do themed gifts every Christmas, so <gasps> I'll put you on my holiday list. Yay! Last year was all orange. This <gasps> year might be caviar. I mean, gee, do you now? Do you work? You work at your husband's office. I run the business, but I also sit on a couple of boards for nonprofits. Oh, nice. So I would talk about those a little so we can be a little bit nice to people here. <laughs> so we don't sound completely self-absorbed. Exactly. Um, I'm involved with a lot of children's charities as well as arts, music, and dance. 
Um, so I'm involved with MOCA, LACMA, um, American Red Cross Cancer Research, PS Arts for Kids, um, Children's Action Network, um, Children's Institute, Inc., and uh, we just did we just did a great great event for Children's Institute Inc. with um, the British Council General and with Stella McCartney. <gasps> oh, okay. I love Stella. I mean, oh, I know I saw <laughs> her bags. Uh, most of my bags are hers. Yeah, I don't have a Birkin yet. I bought a fake one, and then somebody called me out on it, and I gave it to one of my friends. Who called you out on it? Well, somebody on Perez Hilton. They're like, oh, you know that's a fake Birkin of Brandy House. I'm like, you know, and then I finally oh, I so answered weird. them on Twitter. I'm like, yes, but it was still five hundred bucks. Yeah, and I it mean, still carries like. Good stuff inside, I'm sure. A lot of my rich friends have fake ones. I'm not going to name names, so they have real ones, and they have fake ones. I wouldn't dare. You see, I that and was the first. Me down. <laughs> that was the first fake purse I had ever bought, and I did feel like a perpetrator walking around. I just felt like everybody knows, everybody knows, everybody knows. I've, you know what? We're gonna do. We're gonna do a. Uh, Brandy Birkin Fund. <laughs> on what's what are those websites where you like pull in for charity? But I mean, this isn't a charity. This is like Brandy this, needs a Birkin. Yeah. Twerking for Birkin. <laughs> this is a necessity. <laughs> I, you know what? I think that when I do get one, it'll. I, I don't see myself needing a, a whole lot of them, but I need one. Yeah, just one. just one, and you can start small. You can just do like a thirty, you know, as opposed to like a thirty-five or fifty. What, you're talking thousand? Is that <laughs> I'm where you're talking? I'm talking size. Oh, I'm like, this is crazy. I can't do this. Well, the, the regular ones are like 13. Yeah, 13, 15, and then they go up to like crazy amounts. Like when you get a crocodile or. Like we're yeah. not going to talk yeah, about Yeah, I know. <laughs> so now, how much plastic surgery have you had? I have, this is the Brandy Confessionals. <laughs> um, I just had my breasts done when I was in college. And I mean, I was as flat as the wall and I look like I have two mosquito bites on my chest. And so I thought, you know what? It's time to step it up a bit. Um, but but I, I will say they look great. You would never know, and, except for the fact that you're Asian and most Asian women don't have boobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And your, plus, your husband's a plastic surgeon. That's the only reason I knew you probably had something in there. But they're very proportionate to your body. Well, thank you. And I like to think that they feel very natural, too. If you want to reach over okay, I will. and test them out, since we're grabbing our boobs right now. <laughs> our your our listeners friends are not getting the full treatment here. That's I know we're both sitting here grabbing our tits. It's real, I mean, there's no video cameras, thank God. But yeah. We're doing that. But, you know, there's that lifelong debate on um, saline versus silicone. And you have silicone. I do. Uh, There was no question in my mind that I wanted silicone from the very get-go. And you? Well, I have saline. And the reason is, back then, silicone was taken off the market. Yeah. We're, like, revamping the, you know, formulation, so to speak. And so I didn't have a choice. So basically, now if I if one of them ruptures, I would have lopsided boobs. But fortunately, I have a hubby that can fix that in a jiffy. Yeah, you absolutely do. But at the, there was a time um, where silicone was actually illegal. Oh, Remember yeah. when there oh, was absolutely. all that drama? Well, well, you know, you've heard of the recent drama of the PIP implants in Europe, right? No. All of these, I mean, we were getting hundreds. I mean, there were hundreds of thousands of women um, getting their boobs and their implants replaced because... This company that went bankrupt, they were putting silicone, uh, industrial-grade silicone, 
in the breasts. Oh my god! And Injecting it not with like not uh, within an in, envelope in a shell. Oh, okay. But they were the shell was rupturing, and oh that god, industrial grade silicone was going all over the body. And so the French government, the I think the Germ- German government, they subsidized the cost of getting them replaced. Ooh, it's scary. I mean, it is scary, but it's I mean lucky that I mean they're lucky that they could do that. Yeah, I think another interesting thing in plastic surgery news <laughs> is um, I don't know if you heard about you know China's like the number two, next to Brazil, um, and after the U.S., the number two country for plastic surgery. Now. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the statistics are crazy. But this man actually successfully sued his wife and won um, over having ugly kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't believe you didn't hear about this because it's like this. Basically, this woman had $120,000 worth. She was like as ugly as a piece of, you know. Oh, my God. And she had so much surgery that she turned out to look like a princess, like beauty queen. And this guy married her. And then they had kids and he expected his kids to look glorious. And they came out looking not so glorious. And so, so she had the surgery before she met him. Mm-hmm. So she fooled him she into fooled marrying him. him. And then now she has to pay him 120000 Wow. On that note, I guess we're going to wrap it up and I'm going to go <laughs> Google China plastic surgery. It was so fun to have you here. And thank, thank you for my you. presents. I haven't even opened them yet, but I already am in love with you because of the presents. Oh, yay. So <laughs> come back anytime and we'll talk more superficial vagina stuff. And Oh, fantastic. All right. Brandy Glanville Unfiltered on Podcast One. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download a brand new episode next Tuesday at podcastone.com. Watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere with Hulu Plus. On your TV or on the go with your smartphones or tablet, shows like Family Guy, Once Upon a Time, New Girl, Scandal, and more. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Brandy. That's HuluPlus.com slash Brandy. Stay tuned for the latest AP News headlines from Podcast One, right after this. AP Update. I'm Tim McGuire. Pope Francis is in the heart of Mexico's drug trafficking region to say mass for cheering Mexican priests, nuns, and seminarians. AP's Nicole Winfield reports from Mexico City. He's celebrating mass for Mexican clergy and nuns, and he's expected to give words of encouragement as they try to minister to a people who have really been tormented by this gang warfare and violence related to drug trade. Winfield adds that the Pope traveled to the city to show he is in sync with the local archbishop and cardinal, who has been active in bringing the church to the people. Francis's visit to Morelia is also a sign of a vote of confidence for the archbishop, Alberto Suarez Inda. Francis made him a cardinal last year, which is a strong signal of the respect that he has for him. In his homily, Francis urged the clergy to be inspired, to get out of their comfortable lives, and to fight injustice. AP Update, I'm Tim McGuire.